Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today in the makerspace at the downtown Edmonton Public Library is Nicole Rowan. She's the woman behind The Spirited Thrifter, which is a blog about secondhand shopping and everyday style. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by State Motto. Later on in the show, State Motto's Douglas Dollars will reveal the story behind his famous lilac bitters, which will soon be available at statemottobitters.com. So how do you describe the content of The Spirited Thrifter? I call it thrifted fashions for the everyday woman. So not only is it affordable, but uh, I am not a fashion model. I'm a busy mom. I don't have much time and I don't have much money. And so my message to people is that you don't need time. You don't need a lot of money to look good and express your personal style. Excellent. So when did you start blogging and why? I started blogging in August of 2012, and that was shortly after my husband lost his job. And my older sister, Shannon, who's a local jewelry designer, um, told me that she would take me to Vivi Boutique for some retail therapy. And I thought she meant an actual boutique. (laughs) So we went to Value Village, which is Vivi Boutique, and I spent $36 and got a max dress and another dress and some accessories and other pieces. And when I got home, I started taking pictures of the pieces with my existing wardrobe and sending them to her. And she said, you should start a style blog. And so I did. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then I decided at that time that I would shop secondhand exclusively for a full year from that date. So it wasn't premeditated. It was a spur of the moment decision. And uh, I've never looked back since then. (laughs) Obviously, I've continued. Yeah. So what has that kind of thrifting out loud done that just thrifting wouldn't have done? I think there's a couple of things. One is I, I had no idea how many good things were available thrifted. I I accepted many of the myths that are out there about thrifting, that you can't get contemporary pieces, that everything there is going to be um, out of date or worn out and all kinds of everything that people think about thrifting, I thought. Mm-hmm. So my mind and my eyes were opened to the truth about thrifting, which is that you can get anything secondhand and good quality. I'll never know the story about why people donated some of the pieces that they have. And uh, I think it would be interesting, but ultimately it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I'm getting nice things that I like that speak to me and and, uh, I can express my style through that. So that was one of the things that came from from doing that. and the second, I think, is just showing that it's okay to to care about what you're, how you're presenting yourself to the world. I know there's a lot of women who think that it's inaccessible to them. They think that it's for the the young, size two girls with a lot of disposable income. And so, my I wanted to show them through the blog that 
that it's okay to put some effort into yourself and give some tips about how to do that. So that's been one of the things that I've blogged about um, in several different ways over the years. And you also do consulting and you take people shopping. Uh, did that, that grew out of the blog? It did. After my first year of blogging, I decided I would put a hire me page on my blog because I know that in talking to people that a lot of people are overwhelmed by the idea of thrifting. So they, they don't even go because they don't know where to start. The racks are overwhelming. They think they're not going to find anything, et cetera, et cetera. So I put the Hire Me page on there and thought to myself, if I get one person who's interested in this, I will be satisfied. And since then, I've really had as many clients as I could manage. Wow. So it's been awesome. My very first um, client was Sue Dennis, who's a master composter, super Sue, um, extraordinary woman. And she was just so kind and encouraging. And uh, a lot of her friends then got my services. So I think it's just led me to meet all kinds of really good people in Edmonton area and experience this great community that we have here. Isn't it funny how this online thing brings us such in real life experiences? It's true. And at first, when I first started blogging, I I didn't include my head because uh, one of the bloggers that I read out of the States, that's what she did. And I thought it was a good idea to be anonymous. And I really wasn't sure what I was doing. and, And then the journal was running a story about getting a thrifted outfit for under $50. And we're asking people, what thrifted things have you found? And then I contacted them. I was included in the in the stories that they were doing. And then I revealed my revealed myself (laughs) and started connecting with the Edmonton social media community. And that's when things really got fun and really took off. So that's cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I've met so many good people. Now, you've made a transition in your blog. It was Vivi Boutique Style. Yes. And now it's called The Spirited Thrifter. That's right. What was the reason for that change? Well, I've inadvertently branded myself as a Value Village shopper. And in reality, I shop at all the thrift stores. I shop at Value Village. I shop at Goodwill at Salvation Army and all the little local thrift stores that are around. I like them all. And I thought that it wasn't painting a good picture of of who I am and what I do. And also wouldn't necessarily encourage people to shop at all of the other places. And I didn't have a formal relationship with Value Village. They weren't paying me. I wasn't working for them or representing them in any official way. So I thought that it would be better to be more generic. Right. And also I wanted to, uh, in rebranding, I wanted to be able to reach more of the thrifting community. So that was important to me in that change as well. So what did you learn about that rebranding exercise and the moving over all your stuff to a different name? Well, I first must thank Carlin and Mike Johnson. That's the Kitchen Magpie and CMS Critic. And together they're called Unicorns in the Mist. Uh, They were very encouraging about rebranding and Mike 
handled it for me because it is beyond my technical expertise. <laughs> so I am indebted to their help, particularly Mike's, <laughs> and uh, he's he still helps me to this day with the little glitches and whatnot, and and providing technical expertise. So I'm really I'm really grateful to them. Um, and also, I did by, by opening up my the title of my blog and um, my platform, which switching to WordPress, I did gain more followers, and it's been really fruitful. So I'm very pleased. What has surprised you most about the reaction to your blog? That's a good question. I. I guess I didn't really have expectations, so I don't know if I could say that I've been surprised. I've really just been following opportunities as they come up, and I think that I didn't have a plan in mind that I would continue for so long. So the fact that year one ended and I had no qualms about starting year two, year two ended, I started year three, and just recently year four ended, or year three ended, I started year four, and I just, I'm still going strong. In fact, it's changed me, and I will never go back. Regardless of whether I keep blogging or not, I'll always be a thrift shopper, I'll always be a secondhand shopper. There's just, it changes you, right. changes your perspective. Yeah. So in year four, you have embarked on the year of mindfulness. Yes, that's so my new challenge. Right. So what does that mean? Well, for me, it means going beyond just getting things secondhand, which I think is a really good start towards sustainability and looking at my consumption. How am I as a consumer? And I have a family of five and a household of six. And I'm really thinking about fast fashion these days and concerned about what I see coming up through young people and even my friends and how little regard we put into what we buy sometimes. And I'm included in that. I'm, I'm not apart from that. I'm one of the ones who's done that too. So there's no judgment. But this year, I really want to try to focus on that a little bit more and be a little more discerning about what I buy and what I buy for my children and try to help train them and teach them about about being mindful and being sustainable and about thinking about where their things come from. My husband's family, they're farmers, and so already we have a little notion of where food comes from and I, I do have a friend who's a farmer in town as well and so I think they're they're getting that idea but I also work in the school system and I know there's lots of kids who have absolutely no idea about the bigger picture right. of where things come from right so really I just want to try to be more mindful about that mindful about how I'm using my time and also about what I'm eating so all of those things are coming together for me this year, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing about your blog is even though you say you had no plan and you didn't know what, where it was going to go, you're, mm -hmm. very, you're very prolific and you're very um, – you report back to us on, on what you've learned and what you've observed and what you've found. Do you feel – uh, responsibility to an audience to let us know what's going on? Uh, 
to a certain degree, I I try not to think too much about who's reading because I don't want to uh, be dissuaded, in a sense, by numbers of followers or numbers of comments or things that people might typically mark the success of their blogging and social media presence. Uh, I'd rather stay away from that and just really write about the things that I that are interesting to me and that I think matter and that I think might matter to other people. So that's more what I do. Uh, but for sure, I think that I'm not alone in the things that are interesting and concerning to me. And so that's one of the motivations behind what I write about. Like, for example, I'm doing the the KonMari tidying right now in my house. And I think that that's something that's on a lot of people's minds. A lot of young mums, younger than me. Right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are really feeling overwhelmed by our stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's been, it's a good learning experience for me. And I feel like if I can share some of what I've learned, then maybe that will help somebody else on their journey. If you could turn your blog into your full-time business, would you want to? No. (laughs) And the reason being is that I am a pediatric occupational therapist and I love my job. So I just can't imagine not being an occupational therapist. So in a way that's good and in a way that's bad. It's good because I don't, I'm not worried about making money off of my blog so then I can stay true to what I want to do rather than thinking what do my sponsors want or what's going to get me the most advertisements or traffic or whatever. I can just be apart from all of that. And then on the other hand, maybe that would be good to see how far I could go with that. Maybe it would be motivating, but for now it is what it is so yeah well the system needs more ot's not fewer so yeah yeah (laughs) and i i really do feel like that was my first love before thrifting and it's really one of the things that i'm called to do in this life so excellent i'm gonna keep doing it where would you like to take this next you're in the the, just at the start of your year of mindfulness do you know where this is gonna go Nope. <laughs> no, I don't. I I have a little goal for myself about how much content I would uh, would produce in a month, and um, and I know that because it's what makes me happy um, and what keeps me fulfilled with blogging. And aside from that, I have an idea in mind for a weekly fashion challenge. Last year, I did the. Monday style prompt where I encourage people to try different things out on on Mondays and this year I have a slightly different version of that in mind that I'll introduce in September and other than that I just I'm going to keep going and and see where it takes me yeah it that that approach has worked well for me in the past I feel so I think I'm gonna keep going with that (laughs) You did an interesting um, thing. Or you went on vacation. Yes. And during your vacation, you thrifted, and you were relying on the other people's reviews to know whether that store was worth going to and yes. realized that there's not a lot of reviews of Edmonton stores to give. That's right. So uh, what did that lead you to do? Well, so then I started to – I decided that I would do a little thrift store 
tour and review. So I've been trying to go to the different little or thrift stores. And by little, I don't mean necessarily small because some of them are actually quite large, but I mean not one of the big international chains. And I've been shopping in them and then doing reviews on Yelp so that if thrifters come to our city, that they will be able to get some good information. Okay, so we'll we'll link to you on Yelp too. Yeah, please do. Be excellent. That makes me want to go thrift shopping (laughs) (laughs) somewhere else new. All right, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear um, more about the the local blogs that Nicole likes to read. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by State Motto, and I'm here with its founder, Douglas Dollars. Hello. State Motto makes cocktail bitters. Yes. What are those? The way they use seasonings like salt and pepper for your foods, uh, cocktail bitters are seasonings for your drinks. So where did you get the idea to start making your own? Last summer, I wanted to preserve uh, the scent and taste of lilacs into a bitter form. I'd want to for years, but I'd always told myself, no, 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 no time, too complicated. All these lies we tell ourselves. <laughs> and lilacs were starting to fade in the back. And I knew that if I waited about another week, it'd be too late and I'd have to wait yet another year. So I'm grabbing one ball of Everclear, a mason jar, and a couple fistfuls of lilacs, shove them all together, and let it sit for a month, basically create my first batch of bitters. Uh, at that point, it was nothing near a business. I had five balls, and I figured if they didn't poison anybody, it could be decent gifts mm-hmm. for friends and family. And rather than giving them away, at the last minute, I thought, let's see if this could sell. So I put a photo of all five bottles up in Instagram and said, hey, I made bitters. 20 bucks a bottle, only five. Let me know. And within an hour, all five bottles sold. And then in the hours afterward, got a lot of grumpy messages from friends that were variations of, why didn't you tell me you were doing this? And when can I get some? And that's when I had to tell them the unfortunate news that because lilacs were now gone, um, the earliest I can get anything for them was spring of this year. So if people want to buy State Motto Bitters, where should they go? StateMottoBitters.com. Currently, there's Earl Grey, Wormwood, Bitter Orange, and thankfully I learned my lesson. There will very soon be a thousand bottles of lilac available. Oh, wow. Thanks for coming to talk to me about this today. Thanks for, for having me. And we're back. Uh, Nicole, what uh, bloggers or social media people in Edmonton do you pay attention to? Well, my favorite social media platform is Instagram. I like to see the pictures. I like the captions that people put on them and interesting hashtags. And I'm more drawn to the people who are telling a story through their Instagram feed as opposed to strictly one kind of picture. Um, There's some debate about that, I think, in the blogger world. Some people really think that you need to create your brand and, and just post you know, uniform, consistent pictures, which is true, I'm sure. But I prefer the ones that have more of a narrative by by scrolling through them. So some of them that I like are um, Kitchen Magpie, mm-hmm. of course, a friend of mine, and also has a great Instagram feed, great blog, great recipes. Soon to be great cookbook. Great cookbook. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. I like Jill's Makeup Fancy. She's got a great blog. She's a new, new beauty blogger in Edmonton. Oh. And her blog is great. It's got all the 
things that I like. It's funny. It's well-written. It's got really helpful reviews about products and whatnot. I like Life Pre-Loved. She has an excellent blog as well. She's also a secondhand thrifter, and she's interested in green beauty products and does reviews of them. And and she shares her thrift hauls, and her observations are excellent, and her reviews are excellent. So I and her Instagram feed is great. Her Facebook page is awesome. So that's another one of my favorites. I like Deb the Lovacar. Oh, yeah. Locavore? Yeah. Locavore, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Her Instagram feed, I, I think it's awesome. I like Awkward Gazelle. Oh. She's an Edmonton fashion Instagrammer, and she's just got her own style, and it's really quirky, and uh, she's got tattoos. She's beautiful. She has great makeup, and her posts are always really interesting, too, so I really like, I like to follow her. Um, there's some big fashion bloggers in Edmonton, and in fact, I do follow all of the fashion bloggers that I know of, mm-hmm. just because I think that it's a good idea to create a community of support. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my approach. So I follow all of them. Um, I like Northern Style Exposure. I think she's just got a gentle way about yeah. her about her social media. So I really like that. Another one is called Heart and Bones Yoga. Okay. And this is a woman that I met, Bria, through the Good 100 experiment uh-huh. this year. And she does yoga, but it's more about body position and body mechanics. And being an occupational therapist, I appreciate that perspective on on yoga. And also, it's all accurate. So she's giving good information. And her Instagram, she'll share ways to do moves, different ways to move your body and everyday activities. Uh, Riverbend Gardens is one that I like. Change of Clothes, YEG is another one. Uh, There's a sort of a, her name is Frances Wallace. She's a Edmonton Instagrammer. I don't think she has a blog, but her Instagram feed is really nice. She's got a mix of her life and outfits and she's a young, beautiful lawyer. So how can you go wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) There's some photographers that I really like to follow. Sharon Litchfield is one of them. And I also try to follow some of the Edmonton shops. Right. Lucid Lifestyle has a good Instagram feed. Uh, Klee Boutique out of Sherwood Park. Who Cares is another one. Any of those local companies that have Instagram feeds, I try to follow. Red Ribbon Boutique is another one. Uh, Even though I am not a regular retail shopper, I think that I can get inspiration. And also, it's it's just nice to know what's available in Edmonton and and to encourage shopping local. Yeah, yeah. So That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Any podcasts that you like? I like Sweet Tooth and Meat Tooth, which is a food-related podcast. So I like to listen to that on my way to work, and then I get hungry. (laughs) 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 And my church also has a podcast, and that's City Life Church out of Leduc. So I like to catch up with that. Is there anything you think Edmonton is missing or anything that you would like to see more of? Last year... This past spring at the Yeggies, 
which I was nominated for for the second time. So I had my uh, acceptance speech already, although I did not win. (laughs) (laughs) What I was going to say is I actually think there's a pretty good variety in Edmonton in terms of fashion blogs. I think the Edmonton fashion scene needs me. I'm, I'm a mom. I'm in my 40s. So I think that without somebody like me, that that piece would be missing. I'm not sure. We've got a couple other really good style consultants. Sue, I'm going to pronounce human. human, yes. Mm-hmm. And Shirley Borelli are two that I know of that do really excellent work and are sort of involved with the, the older ladies, the 30 and over crowd. Yeah. So that piece, I guess, is is covered. But I think that, I think we need us all. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. It was really good to hear. Thank you for having me. And make sure that you visit thespiritedthrifter.com so that you can see, uh, experience the full benefit of uh, Nicole's work. You can follow her on Facebook as well at The Spirited Thrifter. And on Twitter, she's Spirited Thrifter with the last E missing, right? Yes, yeah. because of space. Yes. <laughs> and then the last one would be Instagram. And is Instagram my other. Is, is Spirited Thrifter with the E-R. The Spirited, the spirited Thrifter. The Spirited Thrifter on the mm-hmm. E-R on Instagram. We'll link to all of that on the show page, along with all of uh, Nicole's recommendations, and that'll be at seenandheardyeg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com so you can get a heads up on when the next podcast is ready, and catch my weekly roundup of great blogs and podcasts in Edmonton. Nicole is often in my roundup because I am a lady of a certain age. (laughs) I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 